0: Hey everyone, welcome to NeuroPod, a channel about all things related to the Elon Musk company Neuralink. Here's the outline for the update episode. First, some big news Neuralink co founder and president, Max Hodak, announced he is no longer with the company. I'll share some clues as to why that's the case and what he might be up to next. Then we'll discuss a picture of a poster at Neuralink. I'll cover a couple of highlights and unpack an article of recent brain machine interface research, or BMI research including some progress in China. And we'll round it out with a Steve Jobs quote and what it might mean in the context of Neuralink. To start, we have a big update from co-founder and former president of Neuralink, Max Hodak. If we go to his Twitter page and then scroll down to a tweet that he tweeted out on May 1st, he says, quote, some personal news. I am no longer at Neuralink as of a few weeks ago. I learned a ton there and remain a huge cheerleader for the company. Onward to new things. And if we go to the calendar from and check back on May 1st and then go back a few weeks, that would be around April 8th, April 10th, um, which happens to coincide pretty closely with when Neuralink released the monkey video of the monkey playing pong. So feel free to think what you will about that timing lining up. Then let's go to another tweet that he replied to. Hassan says, good luck, but I am not a fan of leadership leaving a company without having a single product on the market. Seems too early. Anyways, good luck. And then Max responded with one word. He says, same. So pretty unfortunate news here, but I'm personally still extremely optimistic about the long-term trajectory of Neuralink. Um, Next, if you're wondering what Max might be moving on to, uh, we got a couple of vague hints. And I have one of them pulled up here. Nick says, how can we drag you more into quantum computing with a curious face? And then since Max liked that, maybe that's a hint that he might get into that space. Um, and then we have a little bit more of a clear hint here. Uh, several days later, Anisa says, what's next? And then Max responds with one word, science. I've heard speculation that this tweet is a knock at Elon in that Max wanted to be more focused on science and helping advance learning or progress in the field of neuroscience. They could be right, but if we zoom out to the larger picture, the key takeaway should be that it's unfortunate that Max is no longer with the company, but Neuralink is still making progress. They have many factors playing in their favor for them to have link implants for wide release within the coming years. Hopefully we'll see more of Max, as I suspect that there are plenty of companies out there who would love to have him on board. Next, Siobhan posted a picture that says lasers can do anything. It seems like this is a poster at Neuralink headquarters, given the logo in the top left. This reminded me of part of my conversation with Han Zhang, a former Neuralink engineer. He described lithography and the corresponding use of a laser in this clip. I'm unfamiliar with what lithography is. This is where you
1: use uh, light to write patterns onto usually some sort of material photoresist that is uh, on a silicon wafer. And the, the whole point is that you start off with like a blank slab of silicon, usually in the form of a disk, which is usually referred to as a wafer. And then you're trying to write little features that are on the order of, it depends on your application, but nanometers or microns in the case of uh, Neuralink trying to pattern these sort of features on onto the silicon and then you're going to after writing the features you're going to take away some of the silicon there's really three things that you do in microfabrication right there's patterning where you write some sort of pattern and then there's uh, removal of uh, material etching and then there's adding material uh, which is depositions you just do those sort of three steps in different orders and then um, you use different materials and that's essentially how in a nutshell all of the Microfabrication devices are are made. It's just some combination of those three steps over and over again, and with different materials. And so the lithography part is one way that you can pattern, um, you can write patterns onto silicon. Litho I think means stone, graphy meaning write, so writing into stone. And you do this with light, uh, lasers, so that you can get very fine features because you can you know focus light down to nanometers
0: today. Next, there's a nice brain-machine interface milestone reached by a company at Washu St. Louis. Listen to this clip. We pick up those signals with this non-invasive headset, and those brain signals, which represent that person's intention to move, are converted to movements with the ipsilateral, uh, with the ipsy hand. That so that when they think about moving their hand, the ipsy hand opens and closes the hand. Now over time, the idea is that this is gonna help rehabilitate and retrain the individual so they can achieve better movement and control of that hand. And after a few months, they don't need any anymore. And after demonstration with clinical trials, we've shown that people recover significant hand function. And, it, and that leads to fundamental improvement in their quality of life. Although we've seen patients have the ability to open and close a prosthetic hand before, this device is used to help rehabilitate and train patients who have suffered from a stroke. According to the news release, this is the first stroke rehabilitation device that relies on brain-computer interface. The article also states, quote, a first-of-its-kind device that helps people disabled by stroke regain significant control over their arm and hand function by using their minds, has received market authorization from the Food and Drug Administration, or FDA. The Ipsy Hand Upper Extremity Rehabilitation System, developed by NeuroLutions Incorporated, a Washington University in St. Louis startup company, leverages brain-computer interface, or BCI technology, licensed from the university. Many of you who've listened to Neuropod for a while are probably tired of hearing me say this, but I continue to be enthusiastic about the positive, life-changing outcomes that brain-machine interface technology will have for so many disabled people. Additionally, the headwear shown in the video isn't physically able to get that much information from the brain. Neuralink will be able to get a few orders of magnitude more detailed information. In other words, since we are seeing how patients can already have life-changing outcomes, Imagine what will happen when teams have 100 times or 1,000 times more detailed information to work with. The article continued on with a note that reminded me of something we've heard from Neuralink. It says, The IpsiHand system has received breakthrough device designation from the FDA and has been granted de novo marketing authorization by the FDA as well. The device is not yet available to patients, but Neuralutions is preparing to bring the device to market. Unquote. If you've been following Neuralink closely, you might recall that during the progress update last summer, Elon announced the team received the same breakthrough device designation. The next natural question you might be asking is if Neuralink received this de novo designation. After doing a quick search in the same medical device database, it looks like that answer is no. If you are or know anyone who's knowledgeable about this FDA approval process, please send me an email to neuropod at gmail.com. Next, here's an article discussing some of the hurdles for the development of brain-machine interfaces in China. The primary message I took away is that these authors believe that the US, mainly represented by Neuralink, is pretty far ahead of China in developing invasive brain-machine interfaces. Although there seems to be a little translation error, the first part of the article highlights a couple of key points about this growing industry. The article states, quote, Chinese research teams are striving to build self-developed chips for brain-computer interface, or BCI, a critical bioscience sector that could collect and analyze human brain's electronic signals, paving way for a breakthrough in this next generation technology in industry, aerospace, and medicine, whose markets are valued at trillions of dollars. The sector, which has been put on the U.S. export control list, is at the forefront of a white-hot technology war between the world's two largest economies. While the US, represented by technology company Neuralink, founded by Tesla CEO Elon Musk, has a clear edge in invasive BCI technology thanks to an early start, China also excels in non-invasive technology as it is a forerunner in decoding and brain-computer system applications." Neurotechnology, and specifically brain-computer interfaces, do indeed seem like a critical bioscience sector moving forward. As the technology matures, and companies like Neuralink are able to implant tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, or millions of electrodes, the applications are endless. If you want to use the ridiculous metric of TAM, or Total Addressable Market, you could easily argue the ceiling on the market is just the number of humans on Earth. Maybe even Mars too. And that's assuming that Neuralink never expands into development of all sorts of prosthetics or software applications. Also, the article alluded to an important point I've noticed when researching brain-machine interfaces. There's a very clear divergence between the companies who are willing to take on the risk, the hard work, and the complexity of working with invasive BMIs. Whether the companies are in China, the US, or anywhere else, there are so many companies that will do a great job of decoding small amounts of information from the brain. However, Neuralink and other companies that are exploring the invasive approach are playing in a totally different league. In the future, we will explore many of those other companies on this channel as well. Also, I mentioned the last item on the outline is a quote from Steve Jobs. He says quote, As individuals, people are inherently good. I have a somewhat more pessimistic view of people in groups. Unquote. I think it's probably true, and it's not necessarily my personal favorite or least favorite quote, but if I saw it on Twitter, I'd probably like it. And guess what? It looks like that's what Max Hodak did as well. I've heard quite a few theories for why he's no longer at Neuralink, and this particular quote happens to align perfectly with one of the most common theories. Feel free to let me know what your theory is in the comments. And one more take on his departure that I wanted to share is from YouTuber Warren Redlich. He showed the clip from the 2019 launch event, where Max is clearly uncomfortable that Elon revealed they'd been able to make a monkey play a video game with its mind. And then Warren said this. It sounded like to me, there was some discussion beforehand, we're not going to talk about that. And then Elon went ahead and talked about it anyway. This is one of those things about working with Elon is... He is an over-the-top character. Warren creates videos primarily about Tesla, investing, and other Elon Musk ventures. I really enjoy his content, so if you're interested in those things, I'll link to his channel in the description. Also, if you've watched a handful of Neuropod episodes, you might have realized I'm no expert in this whole brain-machine interface space. However, I am making an effort to learn more about the brain. One of the main resources I've been learning from is an online course from the BCI Guys. All of their episodes are currently available on YouTube. Harrison, Colin, and their team create very high-quality videos about brain-computer interfaces and the brain in general. I highly recommend checking their channel out via the link in the description. Thanks for listening. Since you've made it this far, we greatly appreciate you supporting by liking, subscribing, and following us on all the major social platforms like Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you really enjoy our videos, please also consider supporting by clicking the join button or going to patreon.com slash n-e-u-r-a p-o-d. Thanks again and hope you join us again for the next episode. And just a reminder, Neuropod receives no compensation from Neuralink and is not formally affiliated with Neuralink in any way.